I'm Lucy, I'm Gwenny, and we're Dog Party, and you're listening to 25,000 Miles. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having it. Um, so we are going to talk um, your your new album, Hit and Run, that came out last year, and uh, the shows that you have coming up. But uh, for our listeners, and I'm sure you've answered this a million times before, but um, the name Dog Party, where did you get the name? Um, so we were both really young when we started the band. We were actually 8 and 10 years old. And um, I was really obsessed with dogs at the time. I still am now, but I was, like, really obsessed when I was young. Like, I would study the dog book cover to cover. Like, I knew every breed. And so I told my sister, I was like, hey, the band has to have the word dog in it. And she was just like, okay. So she started um, rattling off different name combinations with the word dog and she said dog party, and I said, that's it. That sounds the best. And um, we get asked a lot if it has anything to do with Go Dog Go, the Dr. Seuss book. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the book, yeah, they have that, that dog party at the end. They're like, and it's a dog party. But it really it had nothing to do with that. I mean, I read that book when I was little. But, um, yeah, it's just more about, like, us liking dogs. And, like, dog party, like, it's fun, you know. People oh. like dogs. People like to party, like, it works out. <laughs> People getting too deep. They're getting too deep with the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are about to go on tour with the Aquabats and Real Big Fish. We're extremely excited. We've gone out with the Aquabats numerous times. Um, but this is going to be the largest tour we've done with them. And we really love We really love them. They are great people, great to be around. And... They have super fun music, super great crowds. Um, Real Big Fish will be a treat to play with. Um, they even have a tour dog. Yeah, I heard we heard the other day that they have a tour dog. So What? How do they pull that off? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, <laughs> give me a shout. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, but not only do you have those dates with uh, with those bands, which is pretty huge, but your whole summer looks like it's booked up. You're playing with Bad Cop, Bad Cop at the end of July, and in August, C.J. Ramon, too. Yes, we are. We have a whole two-month 
chalk patch shows. Yeah, whole two months. Man, that's that's crazy. You guys are getting hooked up with so many amazing bands along the way. How are you guys pulling it off? Um, we've been a band for for quite a while, a little over ten years, and um, we've twelve. Yeah, twelve, twelve. Um, we've met just amazing people throughout the whole experience. Um, it was actually the Aquabats that introduced us to CJ Ramon. Um, they gave us the opportunity to be in CJ's backing band for the special Aquabat show that occurred in the fall. And so that's when we really got to meet CJ and um, get to know him and play, you know, Ramon songs with him, which was an absolute dream. And um, through that, we made a friendship and he was like, you know, you guys should tour with me. So here we are. <laughs> and um, we've also recently met the Bad Cop, Bad Cop ladies. We did a couple one-off shows with them, and it was sort of the same deal. Um, we got to know them. We became friends. And, you know, some things happen. <laughs> and now we get to hit the road yeah. with them. So now, for our listeners again, back in 2016, this is kind of a three-part question. But you opened for Green Day. Yeah, we were their special guest on their Revolution Radio promo tour. Oh, so yeah, how were those shows playing to those crowds? Those shows were extremely amazing. Um, it was a little daunting at first because, I mean, all the shows sold out in like a minute because they were smaller scale. Yeah, of course. Than like their normal like stadium deals. So. Um, they're like the diehards, you know, and <laughs> they they were there to see Green Day. Um, but it was so cool. The very first show of the tour, it was in Columbus, Ohio. And before we hit stage, the whole audience was chanting our name. And it was just surreal. I mean, you know, uh, in general, they were really supportive, you know. I mean, everyone's here because they love music. Duh. But, um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a couple people in there that <laughs> yeah 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 it went on with it was funny um about every night i would look out into the audience and i could see like at least one person it was normally one person they would give me the thumbs down and i was just like you know what buddy like i'm literally on stage for a little under 30 minutes so <laughs> harsh who's it. giving you <laughs> thumbs down yeah yeah it was a little bit weird but you know when you're at that level it's like you know a little bit wild, a little crazy, <laughs> but all in all, I mean, it was just a fantastic experience, and we met so many enthusiastic um, audience members and music lovers, and not to mention the whole Green Day crew. Oh, yes. They were fantastic. Super friendly. They just yeah. surround themselves with a great group of individuals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I bet they are, but yeah. it's just like, like you were saying, they're kind of like at that level. They've gone past... <laughs> yeah, and so you're I like, mean, these oh, guys are the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, this is no, this is no joke. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, do you think the goal is to kind of get to their level? I mean, ideally, it would be a dream come true. Definitely, like, it was amazing being able to to watch Green Day on stage every night, and like that was when I really saw them and was like dang like this is what i want 
like, this is amazing. This is what I want to do when I'm older. <laughs> I mean, like, I was doing it when I was 18 when we were out with them. But, I mean, you know, in the long run, it was just, like, I mean, Green Day is one of the best live bands I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, hands down. Actually, you know what? They are. They are the best live band I've ever seen. They have the greatest charisma between their whole band. And, like, Billy Joe, his main wingman, you know, Mike Dern and Trey, it's just amazing. And it's a magical thing. And seeing their interaction with the crowd and just all the energy that just, was flowing out of it. I mean, it's it's surreal, you know, seeing thousands of people scream back every single word that Billy's saying is, you know, it's definitely like big. <laughs> One day, that would be so cool if that was me. <laughs> um, and how did, did they reach out to you? Um, yeah, basically, um, Billy Joe was sort of a fan of Gwenny and I, and I guess he told his booking agent that he wanted us to tour with him, which was pretty cool. And so his booking agent contacted us and was like, what's up? <laughs> oh, man, that phone call must have been like, uh, yes, I don't care. I don't care what it is. Just yes. Yeah, initially, because Lucy had already, she had just started her first yeah, week of my college. My very first week of college, it was like Friday or something, and or Thursday. And I remember I like, I was like winding down, you know, first week in the dorm, like whatever. And my roommate was actually <laughs> gone in the shower when, you know, I got the phone call from my sister. She was like, dude, we got this email. And like, this lady says she works with Green Day or something. And... <laughs> She told me that I needed to call her ASAP, and I was just beside myself, freaking out. And, um, I, you know, my roommate came back, and she was like, dude, what's up? Like, and I told her, and she was freaking out. I was freaking out. And sure enough, the next day, my sister spoke with her over the phone, and uh, we were all lined up to do the tour. <laughs> so I had to miss about a month of school collectively. Um, but I pulled it off. Yeah, you know, worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Not many people I, I, get the privilege. Oh, sorry. I keep cutting you off. I'm like, eh, eh, eh. I bet your teachers would, like, even understand that, though. Be like, uh, I got this tour with Green Day. They'd be like, oh, okay, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Some of them are really cool about it. Like, one of my professors was like jumping up and down she was so happy for me and then some of them were kind of mad about it they were like you know you really need to like pick between like school and like your other things and I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah I will mom jeez um so uh, you guys recently, and I, I air quote, you can't see me, but you guys recently uh, put out your uh, new album, Hit and Run, last year. Um, how was that process? <laughs> Did you do anything different this time around, or was it relatively the same formula going into it? Um, I would say, like, writing process-wise, it was pretty similar. Um, the major difference between this release compared to our previous, is the subject matter. The songs have matured up a level. <laughs> like, they've one-upped. <laughs> um, 
so we sing a lot about love and like heartbreak and whatnot. Um, and the recording process is pretty similar to our past. Um, we record to two inch tape. Um, a lot of the um, process is live, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah. Do you guys do, like, live off the floor and then go back and kind of touch things up as you go? Yeah, pretty much. Um, That's what we do. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do the drums and a scratch guitar at the same time, and then... It's sometimes a scratch. And then I'll go over (laughs) a few different... Basically, we do the the basic track is is live, and then we'll overdub the guitar, and then put some pretty vocals over the top nice good stuff one thing a little bit different is that when we do vocals we both sing into the same mic at the same time so if one of us makes a mistake then we'll both have to redo it and also um like our the volume control you can't just like raise one of our vocals it all has to do with the distance that we are from the mic so there's a lot of moving depending on what part of the song we're at over the course of our records we discovered that our sibling voices sound the best like the best and mix the best when we sing on the same mic at the same time if i recorded my part and then gwenny came out and she recorded hers and we just like put it in i don't know through pro tools or whatever mash them together it doesn't have that same magical ohm that it does when we sing at the same time so we make it a priority to to sing like on a um figure eight mic and that requires high discipline in our local skills <laughs> it keeps <laughs> us on our toes <laughs> that that i think I mean, you think that would set you apart like that sets you apart from from lots of bands that go in and record because if you're going in like disciplined in certain areas uh, it you know, it just goes, like, it shows in your music, you know? We are pretty efficient in the studio, which is cool. Um, we've been, you know, working in the studio ever since we were really young, and we've gone through the, you know, trial and error with the whole thing. I mean, our first two records, we did fully digitally on Pro Tools, and from there, we decided that we didn't really like that take you know that style of recording and that's when we switched to analog and from there I mean you really have to be proficient at your instrument and (laughs) you know everything because you know on Pro Tools you can you know copy paste rewind you know fix notes auto-tune whatever but on tape you know there's no visual so it's hard to rewind and like if you want to punch something in it's really hard because you have to do it like super cleanly or else you might erase something and you know you can't do a take a hundred times because then you'll actually physically wear the tape down um and like where it doesn't sound good anymore so i mean we learned like that for several years how to record like 
people did in the olden days. Eh? Now going in, I can be in a situation where we are using Pro Tools or we do things digitally where we feel like we aren't wasting any time or floundering around. <laughs> it's a good feeling. And I'm really, really fascinated with recording. And I love um, listening to old recordings and watching old documentaries on how they recorded back then. And um, when we tour, we like to visit places. And we've been fortunate enough to visit places such as Sun Studios and Fame Studios and it's really cool. Yeah, well, I love it. <laughs> uh, correct. You're correct. That was the correct answer. Yay. <laughs> um, so how have the crowds been liking uh, all the new songs off the new album? Because I know some bands, you know, when they start bringing out new songs, people are like, eh, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, I totally understand that one. Um, I feel like since my sister and I are young if you listen to our you know discography you're basically growing up with us which is pretty unique (laughs) it's just like a little snippets into our lives and so i feel like the age that we are now is a ripe tender age that (laughs) most people can relate to what we're talking about now and so i feel like this um these new sets of songs that we're coming out with people are taking a liking to right off the bat because I mean lyrically they can just relate to them more and um yeah you know I'm very fascinated with songwriting and I love songwriting from the 50s and 60s and 70s maybe (laughs) um and I love um studying songs and definitely you can you can see and hit and run that our song structures have also evolved and developed um you know, taking things that we've learned, I'm always say taking, but, <laughs> you know, from the great um, and making it uniquely ours. Um, so when we play the songs live, people are excited. I mean, of course, you know, they love to hear their favorites off our other records, which we, we try to keep our lives very balanced with our old and new material. But definitely we've noticed that you know, we see a lot of heads moving and grooving when we play songs off the new record. Um, there's a lot of harmonies on the new record, and people love those, so it keeps people happy. And um, there's a cover on Hit and Run called Fujiyama Mama by Wanda Jackson, and that song's a little dancey number, and so people always love to hear that. So it's really, it's really great when um, when we play the new songs and we see the crowd and our audience responding positively to it because i mean i've i've been in a position where a band's been like we're gonna play a new one and i'm like no i really don't (laughs) want to hear it um i'd rather hear this other thing but yeah it's cool awesome and you took that question away from me with the wanda jackson thing
you guys do have some Canadian dates coming up on the West Coast-ish. Uh, July 16th in Winnipeg, July 17th in Saskatoon, and July 18th in Calgary. So, my question is for our listeners specifically, after these summer tours, do you have any plans to uh, come a little further to Western Canada, like Vancouver, Kelowna, that area? That would be awesome. Like, because, right, uh, two summers before, we played in Toronto, and that was just one show, and it was the only time that we've ever been to Canada. Mm-hmm. And so this summer, we're already playing, I think, five or six days in Canada, which is, is definitely a step up. And we can only hope to play more in the future and go to different parts of the country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Canada is pretty large. And so we're all stoked because we're like, yeah, we're playing like five shows in Canada. <laughs> Thinking, you know, I mean, it is definitely a step up from last year, but in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> there's a lot more places in Canada that we could play. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big sprawling land and the, the cities are really far apart. So if you're going to do it, you got to kind of dip back into the States, you know, it's the way. Yeah, and then the other dates with CJ, there's, Toronto and London, as well as Montreal. Um, Those are on the opposite. Yeah, that's that's not the way. That is is the exact opposite direction. (laughs) Yeah, it's way opposite. (laughs) It's funny, there's an ongoing joke up here that it's like, people are like, oh, I'm touring Canada, and they hit Toronto and Montreal, and then they go back. And we're all like, uh, all right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've been super close i mean every single time we play in seattle we're just like man we're really close to canada up there we should go (laughs) well i i I declare i'm i'm sure uh i speak for all of british columbia when i say we'll love we'd love it if you came up because i can speak for everyone here um So you guys have been doing this for, like you were saying, like for a while now, roughly 12 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Since... We started in 2007. Nice. And um, what do you think keeps you guys motivated to keep going and keep creating? Because it can be kind of a hard road. Um, I think that I mean, ever since we were young, we've just had a passion for music. Um, neither of our parents are musicians, but... Our father, specifically, always had music playing in the house, and so he basically shared his love with music with my sister and I, and um, I just remember just really taking a liking to it at a young age, and then when we started playing instruments, we instantly started writing songs. It was instant. Like, some bands, when they start, start playing covers, and then... Maybe, like, one day they're like, yeah, man, let's write a song. But for Gwenny and I, it was very instant. We started writing. And so, you know, I've been writing songs since I was eight. And it's just sort of something that I do. Like, I am a writer. And so I constantly write everywhere I go, carry in the little notebooks or my uh, notes on my phone. And I constantly think of lyrics and tunes, you know, voice memos, really handy. And it's just, it's just a drive and a passion that I have. You know, I found something that I liked 
and that I was good at at a young age. And I'm very fortunate that I discovered that I loved it when I was so young because, I mean, I just turned 21 and, you know, I've, I've been playing in this band for 12 years and I've put out six records with my darling sister and <laughs> toured the world, been able to see a lot of places and I'm very fortunate, you know, that I've been able to do this all, playing music and doing what I love. Um, so, okay, you guys are touring your asses off. You're getting to play some pretty huge shows. After this summer, what do you think is next for Dog Party? Um, well, like I was saying earlier, that I'm constantly riding. So we got some real snappy numbers that we have been collecting. And so, you know, we're, we're priming and prepping for our next release. And um, we're super excited for this next cycle to hit. It's going to be a real one. <laughs> Typically, most all of these 12 years, we've been musicians as well as students. I just graduated from Cal Poly in, this past December. Um, and then Lucy, she'll be graduating next year in May. And, and so one thing is, like, during our summer vacations, we'll try to tour as much as possible then, but then there's always going back to school in the fall and for next year in the summer we don't have that curfew we're gonna be up all night you know (laughs) no curfew no more so we're gonna try to be out for for a really long time touring longer than we normally do so there's gonna be western canadian dates there has to be (laughs) exactly there's gotta be (laughs) 